0: Also, when they deal with heavy shame and condemnation about homosexuality themselves, they're trying to beat it out of you. And so whatever way that they can <laughs> whip you into place, that's what they're going to do. And so for women, um, I feel like the church especially tells women, like, just fall in line. And this uh-huh. your, your man is going to have a struggle. So pick a struggle. So it's so every man is uh-huh. going to be flawed, right? And Jesus. don't you want to do God's work? Don't you want to be a kingdom?
1: What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome to another week of Combos for the Culture. Um, today's episode is a very special episode. I got three people who are awesome. Um, if you're watching this live, you see us. Well, not watching this live, but if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, you can see us. So to my right is Gio Johnson. Uh, he's been here before. He was actually on the very first episode of Combos for the Culture.
2: What's up, Gio? Hey, what's up? I was also accidentally on another one. Um, <laughs> you were. You were on
1: another one. How you been? How you been? How's everything going?
2: Everything is great. God is good. Um, congratulations, because, you know, most podcasts don't last to this point. Man, this is episode what? We we hit over the 50 mark, right?
1: We're almost to 50.
2: We're almost to the 50 mark. OK. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. on that. <laughs> Thank you. And
1: also, guys, so, so y'all don't know since the last time Gio was on here, he is now, um, oh, yeah, you 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 posted about it. So, yeah, he is now the star, one of the stars, of uh, power, Ghost. What
2: wouldn't is say that, the star.
1: Is it Ghost?
2: <laughs> no, Ghost. Force.
1: Yes, power, <laughs> Force. There's so many powers. i give them a minute, so.
2: <laughs> I'm recurring. i pop in and out. Y'all see me doing what I got to do. Yes. Yes.
1: And, y'all, he's not a drug dealer or a game yeah. No. Yes. So
2: yes we, I'm on the other side. I'm the ops now. As the, the ops. as the young folks say, I'm the ops.
1: So I got my ops. I got my ops on the podcast <laughs> <Ops>. today. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Lizzie J. Y'all loved her episode, and she's back for this conversation. How
3: have hey. you been? Hey, J. Well, you know me. I'm always well. I am super, super good. Things are always moving. Uh, moving towards healing. That's what I'm always saying, trying to get to the best version of me. Things are good. I love that. I love that. I love that.
1: that. And then, of course, we have our resident producer, a.k.a. our resident church girl, (laughs) a.k.a. our resident bible scholar
0: no i'm not a bible scholar <laughs>
1: yeah um yeah lizzie how you doing
0: i'm good i'm good i'm, I'm so ready for this today i'm excited lizzie, yes
1: also make sure y'all check out lizzie's podcast <laughs> phenomenal women is an amazing uh podcast so make sure you all check that out Thank all right, right we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into it um you know me i never run from any type of smoke <clears throat> on this show i actually welcome all of the smoke Right. And, um, and I welcome it on social media, too. Just know, <laughs> I will clap back. When one, one in every 50 people, well, it's even more than that. One in every 100 <laughs> times, I'm going to clap back. But when I do, it's going to be something else. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, y'all, uh, there is a movie out right now that's getting a lot of attention. Um movie that's getting a lot of attention. And I watched it yesterday, finally sat down and watched it because there was so many people on my timeline talking about it. I heard words like blasphemous. I heard words like um disrespectful. I heard heresy. i heard all these words. So I was like, well, let me go check it out. Uh the movie's entitled uh Hunk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. I've been calling it Hunk for Jesus this whole time because I feel like Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is a really long title. Yes, long title. it's <laughs> weird.
2: a weird title. It's it's long long. Long. <laughs> Yeah, most people are just saying Hunk for Jesus. Hunk Hunk for that. Jesus, yeah.
1: So "Hump for Jesus is uh, directed, is a screenplay. The screenplay and the director is um, Adama Ebo. All right, Adama Ebo. Um, Adama Ebo made this a couple years back. It was a short on uh, Issa Rae's ch- YouTube channel that you can go back and watch that. Um, it's like 15, 16 minutes, really good. I watched both yesterday. Uh also, this is produced by both of the Igbos. There's two of them. They're twins, so they call them the Ebo twins. Uh, it was produced by them, Regina Halls, Sterling K. Brown, who also starred in the movie. Um, Daniel Kaluuya was one of the producers, and this also was um, under Southpaw. No, Monkey Paw, I'm sorry. Monkey, Monkey Paw. Paw, which is Jordan Peele's production company. So there's a lot of Black folks that are uh, attached to this project, which I love. You know me. I love that. Um... So, the movie's amazing. Let's start off with that. The movie's amazing. Before we get into the deepness of the movie, so there will be some spoilers on this. So, if you haven't seen it and you want to be like surprised by the movie, then just turn it off right now. I'll never tell y'all (laughs) this. But I would say turn it off right now. Go watch it. All right. It's on Peacock. Go watch it. And then come back and listen to it. So, you. Can't say I spoiled the show for you. I mean the movie for you. But yes, yeah, Sterling K. Brown's in it. Um he's amazing in this. Um Regina Hall to me steals the show. She's amazing. She's a yes. genius. Yes. She's
3: agreed. I agreed. She's agreed. the,
1: icon. She's the yes. moment.
2: Yeah. Um she needs the Oscar now for this one.
1: She does. She mm-hmm. does. I don't know if she'll get it because hashtag Oscar is so white. <laughs> but Max. She definitely deserves the Oscar nom for this because she was amazing. The way that she flipped through comedy and drama <laughs> Chef's kiss. <tits.
2: laughs> what Gio? I'm laughing at Jamie.
4: Oh
2: <laughs> I was even looking down there.
4: <laughs>
2: Y'all gotta watch Jamie. <laughs> gotcha.
1: So basically the premise of this is um the, the the premise of the well first of all, what were your thoughts in the movie? I'll go around What were y'all's initial thoughts on the movie? Just as a whole, and then we'll
2: get into the the juice. Oh, me first. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I won't say this yet because I'll save the like the the lengthy part from when we get deeper into it. But I I laughed. I was uncomfortable. I felt sympathetic. I felt some moments of like relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. I love the movie as a whole. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, but the movie overall is solid for me um, because it's real. Very real, you Mm -hmm. know? And it put me back into the mind of, it had a slight uh, insert of like those black exploitation films, which Mm -hmm. we used to be like seen as like the cooning films or just our way of getting in the door. What I really feel like that was, was our way of satire. And satire Mm -hmm. of our culture, Mm -hmm. and so as the song says, it's okay when they do it, but when we do it, it's wrong.
1: It doesn't say it quite like that, but
2: whatever they say, whatever the young folks been saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Um, Jamie,
3: so what when i saw the, the the trailer for it i was like oh i'm not watching this, this is i no one's going to represent church this way i'm not for this this is disrespectful and honestly i think i was getting on a plane and i saw a trailer i was trying to download something else and it kept coming up i was like okay all right i'll watch it so i wait until i got back last night and watched it completely with my husband and i promise you this was us Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're we we here. I mean, like, first 10 minutes, yep. we're here. So I love the un- I, like, let's have a conversation. Let's, yep. like, all the stuff we keep skirting over, tripping over, acting yep. like it's not in a chair, acting like it's not in a row, it's not in the room. Let's just have a freaking conversation. I'm like, kudos to the entire team for putting together something that will make us have a conversation. Even mm-hmm. the spouts out of blasphemy, me, blah, blah, blah. Let's start the conversation that needs to be had so yeah i think Oof. the job well done Oof.
1: lizzie i'm putting that when she says let's start the conversation <laughs> yes that needs to be had,
3: i'm putting that in this show intro
1: that i'm packaging together with different mm. clips from all the different episodes yes that, we that, love to see that's it. a good sound bite. that's a good sound <laughs> <So> Thank you, <laughs> um, lizzie what do you think
0: Um, so I had an interesting experience with this because I had family members that were like excited to watch it, but they didn't know what it was. And then I had leaders hitting me up, like, have you seen this movie? Because you're probably gonna have to talk about it on social media. And then my therapist was like, hey, this might trigger you a little bit. Just warning, you know? And so um, I watched it yesterday while I was filming um, for my beauty channel. And I was literally like, this is what we needed because... I feel like people call blasphemy when it's the truth and so the truth like you can't silence victims and you can't silence experiences and it's just the truth so i feel like it's good for people to actually start talking about what happened to them in some of these places
1: well we're here okay (laughs) we're we're here so let's get into it so um this movie, uh, Sterling K. Brown plays um, Lee Curtis Childs, who is a very charismatic um, preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is in the South, from what I from what I gathered. Correct, this is in the South. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so he, he's a very charismatic, uh, Southern prosperity preacher. Uh, wears nice suits, loves nice things. Um, and him, he's in the midst of a scandal at the beginning of the movie. Once again, there are spoilers in this episode, okay? So if you don't want to hear spoilers, turn this off, go watch it, and then come back. Now, uh, throughout the movie, so at the beginning, we noticed that he is in a he's in the midst of a scandal, right? Uh, coming back from a scandal, mm-hmm. they had to close their church down for a year due to the scandal. Um, and we assume there was some you know, cheating allegations. Um, we don't know the <laughs> the extent of those cheating allegations at the beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out, you know, so throughout the course of the movie, we saw, we see, well, we think, one, I thought this was a comedy movie at first, right? Because it was funny until it wasn't. <laughs> right. Um, and <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> we see the story unfold of, uh, of redemption, what you think is going to be redemption, but then it comes to, oh, this is a story about scandal about pride about arrogance um about abuse both physical emotional Mm -hmm. and spiritual abuse Mm -hmm. um so that's where i really want to have this conversation so there's going to be different little parts of this that i want to talk about but first let's talk about um and i'll I'll start off here and then we'll go to the different things but first of all i want to give a shout out to a young man by the name of austin crutes um, Austin Crute, I think that is how, how you say his name. Uh, he played that character Khalil um, in the movie, who was a victim.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: for those of you who don't know, his scandal was not just that he was cheating on his wife, but it was that he was involved with young men.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Similar to, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure they pulled this from the Bishop Eddie Long story. <laughs> That's what it pretty much was like verbatim. Uh, so yeah, so Austin Crew, there was just an amazing scene where he confronted him. So in this redemption, in this road to redemption, they were doing this thing where they were like going outside on the street. And hey, uh, his wife, Virginia Hall, had a sign that says, honk for Jesus. And they were honking, blah, 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 blah. So this young man came up, uh, held up traffic and confronted him. And he said things like, did yeah. you ever care about me? Did you even love me? Um, so let's talk about that because the church for long-standing, right? And it's funny because um, Sterling K. Brown's uh, character preached in the pulpit against it, right? He was yeah. like, let's talk about this homosexual agenda. <laughs> and everybody in the audience is like, amen, yes, preacher, because we see this a lot. And one thing that i Seen growing up, I'm a PK, and things that I've seen growing up in churches is usually the people who preach against it and talk against it and speak against it are the ones who are actually doing it in secret. (laughs) So they are publicly shaming those who openly live their lives while behind closed doors they're doing the same thing and using their, misusing their power. Okay, they think it's a smoke
3: their, screen, that's what they
1: really yes. think. <laughs> They're using their power. So, what did y'all think about um, that? That There's two scenes that we're going to talk about, but first, we'll talk about that scene that confrontation scene with that young man who was not only abused, but he was abused spiritually, emotionally, mentally,
2: all of those things. Um, I think for me, the buildup. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The build-up was done very well because the way that he sits there and contemplates everything and Regina at that car begging.
4: Mm-hmm. still trying
2: to protect this man after mm-hmm. everything. Man. While she's there in this mime makeup and if we want to be honest, the mime makeup to me represented mimes don't talk.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's all movement. Yeah. is all show. Silence. It's always very over-dramatic. Mm-hmm. For you to understand the message, and that's what she's mm-hmm. been this whole time—from the way that she dressed to the way that she talked to the, the the way that she carried herself to cover up these things for her husband was all over dramatic. And then you see her be the most human she could be when she's begging, "Please, mm-hmm. do not do this." Yeah.
4: Take
2: this and this you. young man gets out that car, anyways, and she follows him, but she gives up. Now i don't want to say she gives up but she just i think she knows
0: mm-hmm.
2: i gotta i gotta brush it's my hands yeah and it's not even the it's it, for me as an actor i'm watching the reactions of everyone i rewound that scene and just watched regina mm. listen to this young man's heart mm. and have to take this in like and in that moment i feel like she what I got from it is, dang, me and Khalil feel the same.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Chills. She could relate more to Khalil in that moment <clears throat> than she could to her own husband.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think they both did a masterful job, and even Sterling K. Brown sitting there having to take it in.
1: Yep. What um, about how he, but even in that, he took it in, but then at the same time, and we'll, we'll go around, He blamed the boy. Mm -hmm. He made it seem like the gaslighting for me was... It -hmm. was crazy. But then I said, again, we see this happen in real life. I guarantee... We didn't see it, but I guarantee you, during the course of this whole entire thing, they probably kicked that boy out of the church. Mm -hmm. They probably sent emails out to the staff talking Mm -hmm. about, oh, he can't Mm -hmm. be here. Don't talk to him. him, Mm -hmm. If you see Mm -hmm. him security, don't let him into the church. All of these things happen in real life. I want our listeners to know that these things are actually happening in real life. What did y'all, the rest of y'all, what did y'all think about this?
3: I just immediately, my heart broke for Regina because I think about a woman who lost her voice. I think about this Mm. woman who lived this pseudo, um, like, who probably at one time believed, like, when... So the hat scene—I know we're not talking about the hat scene, but I, mm-hmm. I like—we're talking about how she dressed herself, how she adorned herself, so she looked a certain way, and just the—I don't even know what this is called. I get that it's—it's it's just such the effort to make pretend. I keep thinking of Geppetto or mm. puppet, so that I make sure I look the part, and it's just this—this this, my heart just broke for her. And I'm just thinking, girl, first of all, how do you know? How do you even, how did you even? I'm sure you read a story, but but how did you even know? Because I believed when when she was standing there begging, I believed her. I'm -hmm. like, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't, like, it's like, don't go away, sir. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. But she just, how did this woman express this? And I think about the millions of women who were in pseudo relationships that are walking around as known as beards in a community
0: that
3: it's in the church. It's disgusting. The place that we are to heal and behold, we live this pseudo-mask. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This woman literally had a mask that she tied on every single day to make, mm-hmm. wait, let me adjust it. Oh, it's right. And even so, I love the clippets where they would show like the scene. Wait, you was cut, you you didn't film that, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that. So I love it, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it because it exposed those real moments. That's Those mm-hmm. are real life moments. Mm-hmm. Those are people's prayers. Those are real life tears in people's closets that, mm-hmm. that people are trying to figure out how to find their lives again. Because mm-hmm. that's what that man, when I saw him, like, how am I supposed to pick up and go on after this? What am I supposed to do? I loved you. Right. I thought this was real. Yeah. I thought this was something, a child. I just had so many moments in those moments. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I had so many moments. No, you're good. good. Lizzie, before and you tap dare, in, Lizzie. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: you how tap dare it such mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So before you tap in, Lizzie, um, I do wanna um key in on something that Jamie talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was she used the term beards. Yeah. And we gotta we gotta wake that up. And I know you deal with many churches around the globe, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that's something when it comes to the church's relationship to the LGBTQ community it's like rather than accept the people they force the people to marry people who they're not even interested in.
4: Yeah they force <laughs> people hands. to
1: enter these relationships with people that they have no interest in. And then that affects them, that affects their future kids, that affects everyone. And they have to continue to, like you were just talking about, Jamie, play this part. They have to show, oh, we have to look like the perfect family. We have to look like this. We have to do these things. Talk to me about why do you think that this is so prevalent in churches and especially in the you know black churches, African-American churches?
0: Me? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I was like, Lizzie, 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 I'm like, which Lizzie? Lizzie. <laughs> um, so I think that it's prevalent because, so when I'll say this, I think they did an excellent job of displaying what an extreme belief is. A lot of people mm-hmm. say cult, but there's a difference if you study them psych- psychologically. Um, and so in an extreme belief, there is a level of control and manipulation. And so when it comes to um, traditional marriage, men and women, things like that, there is a controlling aspect that if I marry you to a partner that I can also control, then I can make you a power couple under me and therefore you'll never leave. And so a lot of the relationships that are forced together or put together are based on this extreme belief that your spirit, spiritual parent or your pastor or bishop is going to know what's, like, the keys to your destiny is from his life. So he's going to know that this is the person that you should be with. And also, when they deal with heavy shame and condemnation about homosexuality themselves, they're trying to beat it out of you. And so whatever way that they can (laughs) whip you into place, that's what they're going to do. And so for women, um, I feel like the church especially tells women, like, just fall in line and this mm-hmm. your, your man is going to have a struggle. So pick a struggle. So it's so every man is mm. going to be flawed. Right. And Jesus. don't you want to do God's work? Don't you want to be a kingdom couple with a kingdom marriage? And so a lot of women get forced into these positions where they're getting destroyed right. in their identity. They're getting destroyed in their purpose. And they're told sit next to the man protect him love him care for him and that will be enough but oftentimes they're suffering in silence and the control and emotional abuse is causing them to therefore have stockholm stockholm syndrome to protect their abuser and so that's really what i look at it as is that you fall in love with this person because everybody says to you have to do your duty as a wife you have to do your duty as a kingdom citizen And so you keep showing up because if I don't do that, where will I belong or who will love me? Because there's not options for me to date outside of this system, cults, or extreme belief. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot to unpack. Like, seriously, that's a lot to unpack. Um, We even saw in the movie, so we can shift just a little bit. We saw in the movie at one point where Sterling K. Brown was in the back, he was playing basketball in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. His character mm-hmm. was playing basketball in the gym, and the dude who was his videographer, he was sitting the there sound and, guy. Huh?
4: The sound guy.
3: oh, the sound guy, the sound guy, mm-hmm. like,
1: see, the guy with he the was mic, a with the big mic,
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so the <laughs> sound guy, uh, he was in there, and we saw, Sterling K. Brown, passively, very passively aggressively, um, coming on to the young man,
4: mm-hmm.
1: to a point where he. <laughs> Touch the side of his face in a very intimate way, and like no lie, that like stirred up stirred up memories for me. And I was like, "Whoa,
4: mm-hmm.
1: oh, okay, that's okay. That's not okay." So like, he's touching the side of his face. He's very close to the young man. There was a couple of scenes where he did that. There, when the man mm-hmm. was outside cleaning up the grounds, he did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, gave him a Chris Brown warm embrace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just like. So what what that showed to me, though, um, was even though he was being accused of this, everybody's talking about what you've been accused of. You're in the middle of, quote unquote, coming back from it, right? You've probably received warnings from your advisors and your leaders and your spiritual covering. And you're still doing this because Mm. you feel I'm going to go right to you, Gio. You feel um. I feel like his character, the reason why he was doing that because he felt invisible, I mean, invincible, Mm -hmm. excuse me. He felt invincible because he knew I can do all of this and still get away with it because there are going to be people who cover it up for me. Mm
2: -hmm. That was the one thing we didn't see though. We didn't see (laughs) his accountability. Right. We didn't see his covering. But a lot of times these people who feel like they're so high they don't go to seek covering or accountability, right? Because they know, mm-hmm. okay, these people are going to flock back to me either way, they'll be exposed, right? Yeah, but that's also- why I think it
1: was unrealistic that no, none of the church members came back because in real life,
0: no, they cape for their pastor, yes. they cape for yeah. their apostle. They're like, I gotta show up, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's why they would like it there. at
2: the end because mm-hmm. you heard all throughout the movie people saying, I don't think he did that. That's a good man, look at all he's done for the community, and this and that. And people will, <clears throat> that, that's the thing. People will either believe the worst things about you or they'll be so faithful to the good things about you that even if it's right in your face, hmm. it's its like the people who say that, that will still listen to R. Kelly and find a reason to still listen to R. Kelly. <clears throat> that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so all throughout the movie, I kept waiting. I'm, I, I honestly thought they were going to have like a famous preacher be like, a cameo on the movie and he goes and sits down with him or something and asks well what did you do when this happened or something and they didn't which would have been a great moment to capitalize on but I think it was great that they showed that a lot of these times that these people don't seek counsel
0: yeah, yeah. no one is
2: above accountability or wise counsel
0: but can we wake up that so I'm in a lot of back rooms my whole life right? staff and everything. Let's be honest though, a realer picture would have been a covering trying to figure out how to cover this and victim blaming because a lot of them do not actually hold them accountable. They They literally just don't want the empire to fall. They don't want what they've built. to be tarnished. They don't want to smudge on their name. And so literally it's like, oh, well, you've gotten caught now. So how do we do the settlements? How do we get these people Mm -hmm. to be silenced? And then like, okay, well, we'll structure a sabbatical for you and you sit down for a little bit and then we'll relaunch you and it'll be fine. And that is a a bigger depiction even to me than no accountability at all, because this is what's really happening. And until it's something that's uncontrollable that they can't stop.
1: And then they throw you out to the wolves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we saw that with Hillsong.
0: Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, Hillsong probably
1: knew what was going on with Carl Lentz for the longest time. Yeah. But once it became too big of a story, then Brian Houston, who's also- They control the narrative himself, anymore. Crazy how that mm-hmm. happens. But once the two got too big of a story, they threw him out to the wolves, fired him, put out a relief a public statement about him. His actions, we don't condone, blah, 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 because it was too much to stop the bleeding now.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: But to the point, though, had we take you know as a as a body, if we really are taking that accountability, you are your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. When you are as mm-hmm. as pastors and leaders, you must have that. You must have those mm-hmm. that speak into your life. I think we talked about that in, my, in the podcast before. I hate to, but you gotta have a squad. You gotta have yeah. a circle because there's no way in the world. There's no way I'm out purchasing product suits in every color, mm-hmm. with shoes to match, and shirts and ties and an ensemble. That that doesn't eventually begin to affect me, um, or, or bring up things that were in me that were unresolved. It has to affect you. Yeah. So you have to have someone to come along and kind of like pull your collar, like, yo, what are you actually doing right now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you said, so there's a way that seems right unto a person. You are into your own little moment where you're just spinning in yourselves. And I think Regina King master, masterfully mm-hmm. allowed him to go, all right, that's your, you created that. That's you. I'll just cover you. Until you come, until
0: you come yeah. out of
4: that. Which
0: <clears throat> you can, do. can I highlight I- one more thing with it though? Because I feel like there's a difference between homosexuality and perversion and lust. And what this movie showed is that this pastor, it wasn't it wasn't that he was living a lifestyle of being like the church says homosexual. It's that he was dealing with so much deceitful lust and perversion that he was going after young men and this is why some people in the church and don't turn your ears off because i know y'all like to turn them off and say no that's homosexuality that's not that's lust and perversion what he was doing and yeah they say in the movie they're 18 they're 19 20 but that is still like a you're coming into adulthood just because your age number changed doesn't mean that that's an adult. So I wanted to highlight that mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Micah was describing how he was touching the men in the basketball court, how he was touching the man outside, like all these interactions are less driven to fulfill his flesh. So there's a separation there that I think needs to be acknowledged. That's Can
1: good. you? That's um, good. Yeah, that's definitely that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because this last point before we go to our first break, um, I wanted to talk about. Um, could we wake this up? <sighs> Whatever. Could we talk about grooming in the church? Right? Mm-hmm. Grooming in the church, oh my. oftentimes, because that's what he was doing, he was grooming yeah. these young men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen throughout church, there's a lot of grooming that goes on, whether it's under the guise of mentoring, um, under the guise of discipleship. Under a guise of spiritual fathers, spiritual, fathers mm-hmm. spiritual daughters, like all because it goes both ways. You have women grooming women, men grooming men, men grooming mm-hmm. women, women grooming men. Like all mm-hmm. these things happen. And what I've noticed, they usually whew, they usually tap into things that are broken with inside. Oh, your parents weren't around. I mm-hmm. got you. I'll be your parents. Oh, you're rejected. I got Sorry, you. Sorry, victimization. Yes, mm-hmm. and they tap into that, and the people think these kids, because that's what they are, and they're like, oh my God, they, they just love me. They're giving me the love that I never had. But listen, this to anybody who's listening, if your spiritual covering is out here trying to sleep with you, out here sending you pics and texting you all types of night, asking you for specifics of your sex life,
3: that's not a covering. That's Mm-mm.
1: not a covering, because it's an intro- <laughs>
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean Khalil right. said <clears throat> when Khalil said I needed you, woo, mm-hmm. that went beyond the mm-hmm. marrow, the shoes, yeah, the money. I needed someone. I was broken spiritually. I had no foundation. I had no yeah. male leader in my life. He said outside of I could have done without all of that. I just needed what was on your life. And the yeah. sad thing yeah. is, what was on his life never changed. Mm-hmm. The relationship just got perverted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the core root of it, he saw something in that man that he needed. Doesn't mean that he couldn't have got it from somebody else, but the fact that you took advantage of knowing that you had something that this young man needed mm-hmm. and decided to pull him in with things that he liked and things he would be enticed by.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: to fulfill like lizzie said your flesh mm-hmm. and then on the other side you flip it and say was not good to you did not supply all these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you didn't have a car mm-hmm. You, your, your your shoes weren't nice before me gaslighting
4: mm-hmm.
2: that's what now but that I actually speaks you. more so yeah but go now ahead, he's him more broken than mm-hmm. when he came yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay
3: but that speaks to what lizzie was saying that speaks more so to the victim that speaks more so of a person who has a victim because what we don't talk about or wasn't seen in the movie is this is probably how he entered ministry the same way that these mm-hmm. boys were he probably mm-hmm. was groomed Ooh. the very same way so you yeah. don't necessarily see the air of your way so I might agree with you, Lizzie, that it wasn't necessarily just a fulfillment of of, of a sexual fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's more of this is the lifestyle. This mm-hmm. is this is what I you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, me? yeah. I mean, when you were just when when Gio was talking, I was like, wait, this is more of a victim to a victim. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. um, learned behavior, repeating repetitive, yeah, repetitive cycles. cycles mm-hmm. that, it's more so than being a boyfriend per se or a love yeah. interest. Because I don't necessarily in those interactions I never really saw love interest. Mm-mm. I didn't see that. No. I saw no. more of, hey, yes.
0: <laughs> let me get off. Yeah. And that
3: so, to to your oh, point. That's
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Cycles. And that and that speaks to so much. We gotta take a break, but that speaks to so much because Jesus. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, because I love that you brought that up, that this was probably something that was that how he got into ministry, because we see that a lot. We see people. And, and when he was a kid, he was probably he already had these feelings like, oh, wow. I like. I like mm-hmm. this. Right. But he's sitting in the church and the pastor up there is like, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, fire and brimstone.
4: You mm-hmm.
1: live, start going to hell, because that's what was being preached from the pulpit, right? Yeah. And so he said, okay, love. that part. So then mm-hmm. he said, okay, I got to, okay, boom, I got to, I want to I wanna preach the gospel. I love Jesus, so I got to do what's right, right? I have to do what's right. I have to change who I am, this, that, and the other. Then he probably went through, you know, went through his calling, did his trial sermon. You know, the church loves it. it's a good trial sermon. And then at some point they were probably like, all right, sir, it's time for you to, um, because his leaders probably knew what was up, mm-hmm. right? So then his leaders said, hey, we got to get you married off. Mm-hmm. We got to get you married off. So let's find a woman who wants to be a first lady. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Like the uh, obsession with wanting to be a pastor's wife. But um, yeah, because what like there's only so much that they could put into the movie. But yeah. what really happens in real life, these are the in real life. that the church don't want to have. But they'll mm. quickly tell somebody, oh, I was listening to Church Girl and Beyonce is <laughs> a song, it's a horror <laughs> anthem. I was I, I was watching Little Nas X and he's going to hell if you don't repent. But y'all yeah. not talking about the actual hell. That's going on in your own congregation. That you perpetuate in yeah. your churches. because Get-
0: mm. grooming doesn't <laughs> even have to be, because um, I know this is, shows an extravagance of gifts, but grooming can be them giving you attention and taking you on trips with them or like something that they always have control over the money or they're providing for you even emotionally to say, well, you always have a space here. And Mom there's bombing. these, yes, it's love bombing. But like, I want to highlight for someone listening that, it doesn't mean that they gave you a lot of gifts either because you're relating to it. But it means that you started to tie yourself to them mm-hmm. in a way that you're dependent on them more than you are to God or anyone else in your community. And so this is what happens when people run into open doors and open arms of people. And then there you go. Now you're in, in shame or you're scared because you're like, well, how did I get here? That's how you got there. Yeah, Repetitive yeah conversations spaces where you're allowed to be hugged and held and cry and okay this person has prayed for me and and really talked to me for some of you it it, it literally is that so don't be ashamed just know that that's what's happening
4: yeah well
1: we're still here um we're gonna take a break uh this is convos for the culture uh and we will be back after this Yo, what's good? What's good? I know that you're loving the show. But before you move on, I need you to give us a rating and a review. Yes, pull that phone out. Give us a rating and a review. Why? Because when you give us a rate, when you give us a review, this podcast gets pushed out to more people. And I know that you love the combo. So please, please, please let somebody else love the combo as well. That's all. That's all I wanted. Now back to the show. some time to breathe in and breathe out all right drink some water um you know do what you have to do the deliverance team will pass off some paper towels if you need those <laughs> because we working here y'all. we working <laughs> in here so i want to talk about theatrics right i'm going to talk about theatrics because Boy, 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 did we see some church theatrics um, in this movie, In the especially in the church scenes where they were actually in the church in service. And I said to myself, wow, that is so real. Have y'all ever been to church and you just see them looking at somebody and you're like, "Now I know good and well they doing way too much. Gio, what was your favorite line
2: um, in this movie? Oh, definitely the little girl mm-hmm. after she... Uh, <clears throat> He lays hands on her and she yes. falls out. She says, "I love the theater." <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's so good. But that I,
2: I saw a so lot of people say they were so triggered by that line and they were so mm-hmm. offended. And I was like, "Oh, please!" We all know that one person at church, and the, the they don't even go get the them one. The state. one
4: person, <laughs> well, yeah. at
2: least one. The twenty-five. A lot of fall out for faith. Yeah. Right. At least one. You at least know that one, and they say, "Please." <laughs> they do that every Sunday.
3: Yes. yes. Every Sunday, my so mother going to dance. <laughs>
2: when I was on the uh, the Talo, we we knew the people that we needed to catch, and we knew the ones we didn't.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before
1: we get into, I actually have a horror story, and I can share it here. I never shared it, Um, but this was when I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> what you <Gio? laughs> This was
4: you know, done. <laughs>
1: <Good problem. laughs> and I was in church one Sunday. It was like a Kojic type church or whatever. And the pastor, the bishop, he had people coming up and he was praying and laying hands on people and everybody was falling out and supposedly catching the Holy Ghost. And he was, you know, speaking in fake tongues and he was touching them and pushing them down. And like it came to me. And um I didn't fall out. You know? I no didn't.
3: courtesy drop.
1: No courtesy drop. He hit me in my <laughs> that's a real thing. Is Because
2: that- I was just about to say I've given somebody a courtesy fall before.
1: <laughs> he hit me in my stomach, right? Oh and I, I hate still, it there. And I still didn't cool. fall out. And I was like, you know, so I did the whole like I bent over. I said, and he said he said, you gotta let that gay go. No, no. lie. Over the mic. <sighs> over the mic. He said, you got to let that gay go. That's why the Holy Spirit can't knock you out.
3: That is abuse. Mm -hmm. Spiritual abuse. In every sense of the word. What?
4: How dare
3: you? Most people
1: would take that, right? And Mm -hmm. it's because, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed. So what are they going to do? They're going to (laughs) fall. Church the (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 And start falling out. And... These are the things that happen in church. Um, we see things like during altar call, right? Um, a while, a couple years back, uh, Elevation Church actually was an they did an investigative report about them because mm-hmm. they were exposed for during their altar calls having Elevation staff members planted throughout the crowd.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So when they start playing the music and. You know, he starts speaking and he's like, you know, God wants to meet you right where you're at. What they would do is, those people had trigger words to remember, cue words to remember, mm-hmm. and when a certain word was used, they would stand up. Then the music would play, they would go down the stairs, come up, and then that would provoke other people to follow suit. Because you never want to be the first person, right? I mean, we've all been to churches where they hold the doors of the church open for t- 10 hours. So these mm-hmm. are the type of church theatrics that we see. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are y'all thoughts on church theatrics?
0: It's gross. I think it's gross. It's negligent. I No, because I feel like I, it, 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 it offends me, I will say that, because mm-hmm. I feel like Holy Spirit never has to be uh, made up or theatrically acted. Holy, The power of Holy Spirit is enough to transform you in a moment. So mm. you've perverted this <laughs> big part of why Jesus went to the cross to tear the veil so that we can all have access to Holy Spirit and so then you're supposed to be the one that's ministering and and doing miracles and signs and wonders through God using you as a vessel and you're faking it like I think that it's disgustingly gross and I like will constantly tell people do not give courtesy falls do not make them feel good because (laughs) this is a part of the thing that's built up for them to be in idolatry So now only this can flow from this person and we have to respond to this person in this way. That's how the culture becomes like bleeding into this space of this is, this is the man of God. Like this is what he does. No, but your neighbor next to you actually has the power to lay hands on you and heal you in the moment in the middle of church too. Not just him. So that's why it's gross to me.
3: Hmm. I wish I met you 25 years ago. (laughs) You, well, you weren't, well, I mean, I wish I met your spirit maybe with that mindset, maybe 25 years ago, because mm. I feel you. It's like, so as a woman now, it is just as disgusting and gross, but as a girl who probably participated in many church theatrics, I just wanted to be like them.
4: Mm. I just
3: wanted the Jesus that they had um, mm. because... I was so condemned by the stuff that I had done before getting there. And I saw folks that, you know, oh, okay, they look like they get So I thought that it would be enough. I promise you, I went to, to the altar 85 times. Mm-hmm. I, I kept Talk going because it. there was no knowledge of, hey, when you get that. I didn't understand that, uh, you know, like all I had to do was ask him. I didn't realize that my act to go to the altar was not saving me. Am <laughs> I coming back the other 84 times was not going to save me. So mm-hmm. I just wanted what looked like church, what looked like God. I wanted that. So you begin to participate in, in shouting. I mean, you, you always yeah. go run and go shout with your friend. Your friend shouting, you run it all to go shout with your friend. That's what mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> you know. And eventually, and then they you had whole services where you tarried for the Holy Ghost. I don't understand because he's ever present, but I mean, hey, you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and not trying to debunk or, de- or mess with anybody's theology. Actually, I really am. Um, yeah, come for I it. I don't get why you would create three hours to, speak To someone who's already rent a veil where you can simply ask and he shows up. I, I don't get it. I mean, and you mm-hmm. go to a man, hey, I mean, rock that out. Rock that out. Appreciate that. Um, and you get no closer and you get right. no closer and you're still left with the same bags that you bought.
4: Mm-hmm. Hey, and why does the whole have spirit? At it.
3: I'm sorry. I was getting ready to go there. I was getting ready to go mm-hmm. there. I was going to say, the thing that I learned after, I don't know, a good five good years of going every week to get my good exercise on at the altar, also mm-hmm. known as shouting, um, I realized that it didn't take any of that. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I got filled with the Holy Ghost home in my bedroom, praying mm-hmm. in my Bible and literally just weeping mm-hmm. and crying because I was such a sweaty mess coming back from church after shouting and jumping and hoping I would get God. And I simply just said, well, can you just fill me? And Come on. So there was no more. There was no Ooh. theatrics. There was no, like, I got to work for this. There was the... Uh, for by grace am I saved, but by his grace do I walk into this place. And I think the problem that I have with the church theatrics, it's nothing wrong with you getting a good shout because the Bible, really? I mean, Psalms talks about the halal mm-hmm. it talks about the dance. So, and don't put that on Holy Spirit because he's a gentleman. Last time I checked, he has not made any of us do anything. So your life would be so much better Oof, since you say he yeah. lives in you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And this See is why. for all of my church my church. Note, Last
3: time
1: I checked. My oh, I thought she cut off.
3: I'm unchurched, church. <laughs> oh.
1: Um, the Holy Spirit doesn't need a click track, y'all. No.
0: Absolutely
1: okay. not. And I know, I know, I know y'all hate to hear that, but he don't need a click track.
0: So no.
3: you what? need a click track.
0: Yes, Yes. they needed to move you emotionally. Like I literally don't understand. I am a prophet (laughs) and I prophesy no matter if I'm at a bar, if I'm sitting here, if I'm in a church, I don't need the strings to be playing. If you hear someone say, play the strings so God can come in. Absolutely not. If you're a prophet, you can prophesy wherever you're at. I'm sorry. You don't Michael, need a I'm sorry. It's just so You don't irritating. need a mistral, Lizzie. No. And that's the thing. When I do prophetic activations in, in like sections that I do it in, I even do something called disruptive activation. So it's like I have two people stand on the sides of the prophet and they're talking while they are trying to prophesy to the other person. Ooh. People hate that activation. There are seasoned prophets that have literally said, I can't do it, because we have taught people that you have to have the atmosphere set but no you could be in the middle of a hollywood party like geo and turn to someone and be like hey yeah i know that we're um you know we're gathering for the show rap shit right now but like i really feel like this c- is supposed to happen in your life that's and is, you know what i'm saying so like it's a <laughs> disservice oh for God. you to believe that you have to have music and the church and it has to be done in a certain way or holy spirit is anywhere
1: or done in the church. Um, I'm going to swing it to Gio, but right before that, there's um, a very famous story about um, the greatest culture vulture of all time, Elvis Presley, right? And he was at a concert, and he was doing his thing, and he was doing this song and that song, and then he did Amazing Grace. (laughs) And they said people within the crowd started weeping Mm -hmm. during Amazing Grace. And there was people, some of the people prayed, and this wasn't a gospel concert, it was Mm -hmm. rock and roll. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit can move anywhere. Not only can he move anywhere, he can move through anybody. Yeah. And that's what Mm -hmm. happened.
0: So you don't Mm -hmm. need all of that.
1: Because I bet you there's people in that uh, concert hall or whatever there was at, arena, smoking, drinking, you know, trying to take Elvis home. Yeah. But when that that song came through,
2: it did what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gio. As for me, um i agree i want to echo both of their sentiments uh just for some backstory i think lizzie and micah know this this may be a shot to jamie i grew up catholic
0: um oh extreme differences so
2: wow i stopped going at around the age of 13 on my own Mm. um because i felt like i wasn't getting all that god had to offer and i knew i wasn't going to get it in that setting um, but being 13 years old, I didn't have all the resources to go find another church. But the thing is, I never stopped believing in God. I never stopped looking for God. I never stopped searching for God. So yeah. then when I did find him and I got saved, um, again, at around the age of was it 23, 24, when I started to go back to church consistently again, the one thing I just wanted was a move of God, a genuine move of God.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 And
2: so I was, I'm not a shouter. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a runner. You're not going to see me take off and take a lap. <clears throat> that's, that's not my praise. And I don't feel like if I, if I do that, it's not going to be genuine. Cause that's not my thing.
4: Authentic.
2: And I'm not going to okay. do yeah, it yeah. to appease or to fit in or to make you feel like I got my breakthrough.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also
2: not going to fall every time you give me a word. Um, mm-hmm. if, if the spirit moves me and makes my legs weak in the knees, I can hardly speak, then I'll go down. Sure. <laughs> i see what you said.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but if it. he
2: doesn't, I'm not giving you that because I one of my biggest fears, I I fear in the form of reverence. I never want to dishonor or misrepresent God
4: mm-hmm. because
2: I know that part
4: mm-hmm. the
2: platform that I have and lizzie saying that. She that that word has been spoken to me millions of times. You're gonna to prophesy the to people in their trailer at mm-hmm. rap parties on sets of movies. Media is one of the biggest forms of um, yes. of exposure in any field, and so mm-hmm. I would hate to disgrace God mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. when He's
2: giving me a platform. When He's about to give me a platform by starting in the foundational place of where He's sending me off to. And learning dishonor and disgrace by making it performative. Mm -hmm. Let me learn here what true worship looks like. And you can learn it either by, you know, what he gives you. And you can learn it also by the wrong examples that you see. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's what I shouldn't be doing. This is what God is telling me to do. Let me take this. And Mm -hmm. if it means that I don't fit in, if it means that I'm no longer in the the church clique, which is sometimes worse than the high school cliques. Mm -hmm. If it means that you feel like I'm not doing enough, that's fine. Guess what? you ain't got the checklist at the front gate in heaven.
0: Mm-hmm. Facts. Your
2: instructions aren't my instructions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Your convictions are my convictions.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: the church performances, I mean, y'all can say that to me. I've done pl- many a church play. <laughs> if you want to perform, just come audition. Um, but don't do it at the altar. Mm-hmm. If you want to
4: uh,
3: just come on an audition. Did you hear the man? Hey. Hey.
1: Well, this is good. I
3: know
1: y'all going to be mad, but that's no, okay. That's on that. Um, y'all going to be praying prayers against us, but that's okay. <laughs> y'all going to screenshot. This- we going to get right back to the conversation. But before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash It's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations, let's get back to it. So, I want to talk about how ride or die Regina really was in this movie, her character. When I say she stood by her man, I mean, it was given Beyonce. <laughs> It was, it was given all the people who Cardi B. Cardi B might be a good first lady because that woman also has stu- she's stuck through Listen. so much. Ain't <laughs>
2: nobody beating Krishan Rock right now. Oh, Krishan Rock, Stalin Blue Flesh,
1: Evangelist, uh, Chloe Kardashian. Listen, <laughs> but no, she's stuck by her man through a lot, and I want to talk about there's been so much that, like I talked to some of my sisters in Christ and they'd be like, Oh, I want to be a first lady. First of all, what is that? What is that? What is that? Like, that's like the president, like why, when did we start calling pastor wives first ladies? Right now, this movie did something really good, which I really love because they showed us Sterling K Brown and his character. Um, and his and uh and uh Regina Hall, their characters was the pastor and the first lady, they were not equal, okay? They were not equal, but then their opposing pastors, I guess that they would call them that, right? The <laughs> the competition. Competition. Yeah, they were co pastors, mm-hmm. they did things together. Um, they saw each other as equals. Now, there's a lot to break down with that, even because that's a generational thing as well mm-hmm. they were supposed to be a lot younger right so the younger generation they kind of do things that the older generation looks down upon. because the older generation there mm-hmm. you know there was times where they're like oh women can't even s- stay in a pulpit when they speak they gotta they gotta preach on the ground floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. can't be called pastor mm-hmm. they gotta be called evangelist um, I grew up for a while we were in the mission, in the Baptist church and we left the church because my mother was a pastor so both of my parents were pastors but they wouldn't let her preach, she had to preach it wasn't Baptist, it was the AME when we went to that AME church right mm-hmm. um, and they had to preach on the ground level and mm-hmm. they had to be called things like missionaries
4: mm-hmm.
1: and evangelists because they weren't allowed yeah. to preach in the pulpit so mm-hmm. I think maybe that's the connection where we became, now this first lady became like this,
0: <sighs> Oh, look, it's a first lady. Ooh. Well, I have the origin for you. Okay. Yeah, so it, it began around, where it could be marked around 1952, and uh, basically this is the term of first lady, foremost, uh, the definition is to support her husband publicly agreeing with his decisions and helping him fend off unwanted demands from church members, but also it borrows from the secular practice of giving special distinction or honor to the wives of presidents, even though presidents' wives often have other organizations, nonprofits, and causes that they go after, their main job is to sit by the president and care for him. So this is where it was borrowed from.
1: So not biblical?
0: No, not at all. Okay. Another (laughs) thing that I see is
1: (laughs) there are a lot of women out here I know a lot personally. And they are extremely, extremely, extremely talented.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Amazing gifts, actresses, yeah. singers, writers, poets, business women. And they throw in all of that just so they can be a pastor's wife, just so they can stick by their man. Fuel his dreams and fuel. And then the church applauds that. Oh, she has the kids and she keeps the kids at home, but she has a whole entire purpose inside of her that's being locked up. That's literally, she can't enact her purpose because she has to be the first lady. She has dreams that she can't chase after because she has to be the first lady. While then these men, who many times don't even like their wives who have public who publicly say, Oh, I'm not even attracted to her, but I Mm. love to love. I learned to love her (laughs) while they're out here doing whatever they want to do. Why do y'all think there's such an obsession with being a pastor's wife, being a first lady?
2: That is and validation. It's the Mm. same as these women who become basketball wives and football wives.
4: Mm.
2: it's, the, mm-hmm. security, it's the security and the validation
4: because
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the only thing i can compare it to because when i hear, i hear the stories like um what she talks about what first lady talks about in the movie it automatically takes me back to these stories that we hear about these basketball wives where these men say you know i gave you this 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 and this and then they go back and talk about i gave up Medical school for you, or I gave up my mm-hmm. fashion life for you, or med I'm school, singing, med school, the yeah. <laughs> Derwin and Melanie. Perfect mm-hmm. example, you know. He she literally said that I gave up John Hopkins for you,
4: yeah.
2: And his rebuttal is, You fought me, you fought the fact that I'm a professional football player, you fought the Sunbeams,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and it's like, Yes, I did all of that, but I still am here,
4: yeah, and I don't
2: have to be. Hmm. Well, so why did why do they stick around? There's a benefit to it. There's a benefit package to all of it.
0: But I'd also and like to it. say, like, so in my personal experience, that can that can be true, but I think yeah, that
2: not everybody. I don't want to offend all no of no
0: no, it's not offensive. I think I, I just want to wake this up. Like <laughs> I felt like I knew we were gonna get here. Um, I feel like I was trained for many years that this is what is expected of you. This is the right thing. This is what God has for you because you're called to do something, but you can't be next to the man. You have to be behind the man. And I think one of the biggest things in therapy for spiritual abuse was like, I got to this point where I said, yeah, there was a man I was dating and he ended up saying like, I feel like you're your leader's second wife. Like I have to compete with that. And a lot of times women that are gifted in the church and they are called and anointed or they're called to an office. They're like, okay, well, you are a prophet. So you need to marry this kind of person. And this will be pleasing to God. So it wasn't, e- it wasn't even for me like this status because I ca- actually hate the term first lady. But it's like I, was, I heard for years, I mean over a decade, this is what you're supposed to marry into. This is what you're yeah. supposed to do so that you can have your full call to ministry not to what i'm personally called to but for ministry and i think that it's really hard for people to separate that so it's like whatever i have to go through to please god that is a grooming that happens with women in the church what's the word grooming okay because it's very unhealthy like and i can say in my in my situation like i literally and i'm walking very carefully here yes um I literally didn't realize that I was fulfilling needs of a certain leader. Like that would be what a wife is supposed to do. Like, so he had a team of wives, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then one of my, my best friends in life was like that person, he acts so weird about you. Why does he gatekeep you so much? Why can't you ever really date somebody? Why, why are you not married? And so for me, like I had to remove access from those people in my life to even speak into that area because they were always gonna try and control it for the benefit of what they're building, not for the benefit of me as a person.
1: Lizzie, I'm glad you said that because I brought it up a couple of weeks ago and then we're gonna go to Jamie. I brought it up a couple of weeks ago. Um, I do believe in spiritual covering, right? I do believe in accountability and all of those things. But I see in a lot, of, a lot of people who I've spoken to, things that I've seen for myself or just conversations that I've had, a lot of that turns into control.
4: Mm-hmm. To the sense
1: of, mm-hmm. if I want to go to the fair with my friends, I got to ask for permission. Yeah. If I yeah. want to go on vacation, I have to ask for permission. If I have to date somebody, I have to ask for permission. Y'all are at a big age. Y'all are grown, 30, (laughs) 28, 40. Mm -hmm. And you're asking permission to do things that you shouldn't be asking permission for. You pay bills, you pay rent. And nobody's helping you pay your bills. Nobody's helping you pay rent. And you're out here asking permission because Mm -hmm. you want to please God. Mm -hmm. I personally, my belief, the belief of Michael Lawrence, House of Butler, first of his name, okay, is, that's not a God thing.
0: That's mm-hmm. a man thing. Agreed. Yeah. It falls into uh. the doctrine of devils, actually. Mm. A lot of people think that that's just like demons speaking to you, or you can hear demons. No, it's a What that means is it's a doctrine that man has made that is Mm. demonic in nature. And so when certain things like, oh, well, this is just what we do in church, that's actually Mm. representative of what scripture says about doctrine of devils. So you're really listening to a doctrine that's false, which can even relate to the antichrist spirit because it's coming against God's actual theology and belief and what he set up for us to actually do.
1: Jamie, all right, Jamie, so we've been talking. Um, what are your thoughts on
3: this whole obsession, this case
1: for, you know, being the first lady?
3: So I kind of have a, I don't know, maybe two-sided thought. I okay. think a lot of it comes from ambition. Um, I think what Lizzie said, um, and like we are, you know, like you said, this is how you fulfill your call. This is how you walk in all of what you were created to be by, you know, it's, it's like the hierarchy. If you marry the intended pastor or the, the first son of the house, that type of thing, mm-hmm. um, more into that grooming thing. Um, but then the other side, I feel like it's a place of, of almost cowardice because you lose your identity. You lose who you are. You have to literally be willing to die. You have to be willing to to give up any ambition. A true first lady. I mean, anyway, that's another conversation. I don't know that there is a real Mm -hmm. true first lady. I really believe that two people come together, and I personally believe there are parts of the house that if you're called to govern a, a a house, we'll say that like a church. Well, well, that's the easiest way to describe it. So I believe that God does not do confusion. So if you're, if your ministry is your marriage first, and then you fall into there, I believe that there become areas that he highlights where you're to govern. I don't think it's a competition. Um, so I really struggle with the whole first lay. Like, why do we even identify that? It's almost like putting a target on their back to be, mm. to fit into this, this, false persona. That's what I mean. But I don't think that you have to almost die and disappear because they want you just to be at his beckon, whatever. I think Mm -hmm. we saw that try to happen with Queen Vashti when she said, you're crazy. I'm not coming to dance in front of your friends, your drunken friends. That's what she said. (laughs) I'm not coming to parade my beauty in front of them. I am my own woman. So it is not a place of being unsubmitted. It's a place more so in knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. So before you could be a first lady, you better know who you are. So the problem with it is the absence of identity and being a daughter. So before you are a first lady, you better be a daughter and at someone's altar, not the kind that we saw, the Terry kind, but dying to your own desires. Because mm-hmm. that's really what ministry is, death to one's desires.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: what you see in other people, what you saw in the manifestation in and, and, and the movie was their desires were very alive. And and we had not allowed those parts of us to die before we said yes to ministry.
2: And- Gio. <laughs> mm. No Gio, you to- I was just gonna oh I was gonna piggyback off of Jamie, sorry. Piggyback and then no, I was gonna say you said something like the when you talked about the marriage factor, I feel like marriage is the foundation because the if this church leaves tomorrow and everything falls apart, mm-hmm. If all it was based on is how great you looked as a first lady or this and that, then that means the foundation of the marriage was based upon that and it falls apart. And mm-hmm. So you and Fred, perfect example. <laughs> y'all were to open up a church. I feel like it would be a solid place. I, I don't think that's where y'all are called to. But if it was ever happened happen, I know you that your marriage is solid. The
3: wife- paper
2: again on you. I was about to so no, we're not called to no church, bro. <laughs> no. I'm about uh, 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 to be the, North, the church. The Northwest called to be now. the church. Right. But I know mm-hmm. that your marriage is solid enough that <clears throat> I would trust following you because I would know that this isn't a wow. political or business move for the betterment of, of you because I've already seen the foundation of what you guys do outside of. Mm-hmm. And the way that y'all support each other, hand in and hand out, you don't see that all the time,
4: mm-hmm.
2: especially in the church. So for me, oh. I'll go to Lizzie J Ministries before I go to a lot <laughs> of
1: these other
0: churches. Hello? <laughs> yes.
1: You wow. know, Jill, you can exit stage left for this one if you want to, because mm-hmm. I got to talk about it, and it's kind of Hollywood related.
2: <laughs> so if you feel like you need to, to drop out don't. for a second,
1: you can Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll 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 let you hit. I'll hit the precursor.
1: But it's a good conversation. Okay. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. So, one thing that I feel like we also have to do is we have to stop forcing women into this. This is what a first lady should be like. This is the first lady's vocation. This should be how the first lady. Dresses. This is how the first lady should speak, and when she doesn't do it, we can't demonize that first lady, right? Yeah. Said first, said pastor's wife, right? Mm-hmm. We can't do that because what that does is that brings strife to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the church, in my opinion, a lot of people in the church, they did my girl Megan Good really wrong.
0: Facts. And back
4: back. He then <laughs> my
1: girl made him good really wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I didn't say anything about Devon Fraser. I said mm-hmm. the church.
4: Yeah. The oh, church. she's I'm
1: dressed the... like a whore. Oh, what type of first lady dresses like that? Oh, shouldn't he uh, get her wife? Did this, that, and the other? And it's just like, leave this woman alone. Because at the end of the day, she's married. If we were right. really to talking about was dressing that, she's married. She's mm-hmm. dressed however she wants. But y'all, mm-hmm. don't nobody be saying nothing to y'all when y'all is sleeping with Tyrone and sleeping with Jerome and all these other people. Don't nobody say nothing to y'all because people don't know about your stuff. But you're sitting there saying, oh, Megan, good. She, she's not modest. Oh, she's not holy. What happened to holiness? Holiness
2: is more than clothes. It is. Right, cause and, oh. never mind. I can't say that I'll get canceled. <laughs> and
0: okay. uh, and her like the thing is, is that there's like a certain, um, there was a certain venue where the, somebody in the audience called her out. Right. She was wearing like oversized flannel. She's wearing jeans. She dressed appropriately for where she was at at the time. And I think that a lot of people in church don't like that answer because they're so hot in the crotch about what other people are wearing. And I just have to say it that way. Y'all are burning. And so you're mad because she's on a red carpet wearing a red carpet appropriate dress. Yes. Right. But we've taken it to like Okay, if you're buttoned up this way, and but some of those little dresses that y'all be wearing that are down to the knee and up to the collar be skin tight, and we can see every hip dip, we can see every little. heart of your booty so it don't matter but yes the church did her wrong because they didn't think that she was worthy enough to sit in that space but she's kind-hearted but she's loving to people but Mm -hmm. she is friendly i've actually Mm -hmm. been around in person and she is the fruits Mm. of the spirit and so y'all want to talk about clothes but you don't even carry the legitimate heart of god towards people so I'm I'm sick of that. Like, you know, oh, you gotta wear this hair color, you gotta sit like this, you have to have that, and all these special occasions to dress up for. No one cares what you wear to Easter. We wanna know that when we walk up to you, you say, Hi, how are you doing today?
1: Mighty God. How about that? Yes.
2: Yeah. Can I just I Please too just have been baby. around Miss Good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she is very kind. We share chicken tenders. <laughs> And I also want to say that the woman who tried to call her out was also operating in sin. Okay. If you go go watch the video, you'll see which one. Um, But, you know, don't tell me what to wear if you can't wear it. We'll just say that. Uh, (laughs) We'll leave it at that. A whole different conversation. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes.
3: yes, yes. Because, no,
1: that's the same combo, though.
3: That's
1: the same combo, right? So, and actually, you
3: know what? Real talk. It actually is. It really because is.
1: they preach. A lot of them criticize and preach about the things that they wish they could do openly, or maybe not wish that they were comfortable with doing. And openly. comfortable.
3: So, exactly. So Why are you mad there? because she's comfortable in her skin? Yes. Who's, so they wish. They she worked crazy. out today. Did you? Did you work out? Because <laughs> she so spent time. T- listen. Underwear.
1: No. Yeah? Sterling K. Brown's character, when he was up there, blah, 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 whoa, 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 it's because he wishes that he could go and do what the other people are doing. But since I can't, I'm going to criticize it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly.
4: Exactly. Mm, yeah.
0: It falls into the spirit of Cora because that is like running rampant and it causes dissension <laughs> and strife and it's it literally scary. curses other people so that it's like you're in held in bondage by their bondage.
3: Yeah, yep.
0: Think about that. Do you do some things because the person that preaches at you every week has told you that you're disgusting? Why would you even think to do that? Why do you think that that behavior is okay?
3: Wow.
0: That's their bondage. Be free.
3: Wow. That's
1: good. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. We won't put it on. All right. So... <laughs> I think we 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 brought enough smoke uh for the church for one episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I gave y'all something to listen to and complain about and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but Gio, I know you wanted to really quickly talk about the cinematography piece. Gio is a student of the game. Um he you will see him once again, like I said, he's on power, he's in the power franchise. The first of many, many, many roles coming to Gio. But um, what did you think about the cinematography?
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I think that they did something very beautiful Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and I don't think a lot, there are several things I want to touch on, I'm going to try and hit them quickly because I know we're wrapping up, I'm not going to be before you long, I'm going to be before you (laughs) (laughs) strong but um, one of the main things as we saw was mockumentary style, y'all forgive me, my voice is going out Um, the devil is busy today on this (laughs) podcast Uh, but the mockumentary style
4: Mm -hmm.
2: if you looked whenever the mockumentary cameras were there,
4: mm. you saw
2: them trying to be perfect in the yeah. public eye. And you saw mm. them trying to be a perfect example of what you mm-hmm. thought they were supposed to be. And then it seamlessly goes into the regular cinematic style and you see the human side of them. That's when you see them doing nuck if you buck in the car, which was hilarious to me. Um, and you also saw the scene with their <laughs> sex life and all those oh, things. Yeah. And so... We, oh, we saw the. Talk
0: about that. That's rough. We need to talk about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that part, right? There, like those things. You when you saw the human side,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: then eventually, those two worlds collided because you can only fake it for so long. Oof. Come those on. Those two worlds eventually collided at the end, and what mm-hmm. I also loved—if you guys know this, like a lot of people said—I thought this was a comedy. It wasn't, like Michael said in the beginning, it was until it wasn't. So what it did Little was <laughs> cover a lot of things up with the, with the light and and the humor yeah. and the love and all of that, mm-hmm. and as you see, it was funny and then it slowly went away and it made you uncomfortable and it got darker
4: mm-hmm. and more
2: serious and more to the root of the problems. And that was genius to yes. do that and yes, to sir. draw people yes. in. And it was almost like, okay, we're going to get the pleasantries out the way. We're going to make you feel good. But now we got we to gotta get to the root.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was beautiful because I I found myself going on this journey of, I love the theater. Ha, 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 ha. Not give you buck. Hey. Mm-hmm. Then the sex life thing was like, okay, cringe.
4: Yeah. Wow. And
2: then I laughed a little bit more, but then, whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> whoa. Oh, whoa. Khalil, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so... That was a beautiful way to tell the story,
0: not Mm -hmm. only with the
2: humor, but also with the the filming style of switching back and forth between this mockumentary and cinematic style, because you don't usually see both at the same time. You usually Mm -hmm. see one or the other. And so to merge those, to get the message of, I'm this person when the public eye is on me, and I'm this person when it's not. And his hole. sins were bare open when it wasn't cinematic style, like Ooh, in the film, yeah. mm-hmm. and with the young man that was cleaning up,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but in front of that camera, okay, mm-hmm. whole different because what are
1: you doing when nobody's watching?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And but eventually, it's gonna hit the fan. It's like when we all have seen, I'm pretty sure everyone has their favorite reality show where you've watched this one person act a certain way the entire show. And then that one thing happens and you like, oh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know that was in you. That was like me when I cussed
1: that boy out on Instagram <laughs> my, on Instagram live last week. It Just... was like, mm-hmm. people was like, whoa, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's real though. Yeah. That's real. And all of her, out. So,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> It was earned, a little bit, just saying. But still, but, yeah, it's but okay. that was the
1: thing. I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, I'm open real, I'm open to honest and transparent, like Mike Todd says, right? But that's the mm-hmm. thing. So when we, and I'm not like a big public figure, but we all have our own public platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We do need to, we have to keep that in mind, like, oh, if I say mm-hmm. this, what will people think? Because we try to hide our humanity at a, a lot of times, mm-hmm. Right. Especially when it comes to when people are critiquing us, people are giving us criticism, people are being, you know, hateful towards us. A lot of times we say, okay, well, I can't respond. I won't respond. What will it look like when I respond? And then when you finally do respond and you blow up, then everybody's like, oh, my goodness. Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar said it the best. When it hits the fan, is he still a fan? Yeah. And we see that in everyday life. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to learn how to, and I'm not saying he necessarily in the movie, he deserves it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I do feel like if we extended more grace to people on a daily basis, yeah, extended grace to their, just their human, their humanity. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we see happen and a lot of the quote unquote scandals that get out, they wouldn't get out. It wouldn't happen.
2: Because mm-hmm. there was more freedom for people to make a mistake. And but I'm going to say it, it right here. Y'all need to give more grace to Will Smith. Because before that slap, he ain't did nothing. There was no scandal. <laughs> yeah. There were issues within the family. Yeah. But it was all very transparent. And he had never done anything public It was all very to transparent. To anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about grace, I'm going to put that one out there. And if y'all want to y'all wanna unfollow me, y'all want to be mad, do it. But I'm standing behind the Smiths.
0: Mm-hmm. Ten toes down.
2: Yep. Was Absolutely. it right for him to publicly humiliate that man that, that way? No. But was he? It was a it was a human moment. Yeah.
0: What's up with our obsession of perfection in leadership? Thank you. Because this is the problem. You in act like they we want you to be Jesus. Like Jesus was all God and all man at the same time. We we're not that. We have a portion of Holy Spirit, so we're still gonna fall short and sin daily. You sin daily. Those of you that are listening, you're prideful about it. You sin daily, even in your thoughts. If you're a worrier, that's sin. So we have a hierarchy of sin, and then we expect leaders to be perfect. So I don't like, like, even with, you know, these moments where you're a person, people coming and saying, you really can't do that. You can't afford to do that. Why? Why? Because you go off in the grocery store at a cashier that tells you you can't use your coupon. (laughs) So I'm confused. You don't know what it's like to carry a whole people group on your back. You don't know what it's like to affect a region, you know? And so I think that, uh, you know, for the congregation people Hmm. that are listening, you're criticizing at a level that you don't know what it's like to sit at. Come on. And I get it. Accountability is necessary, but also you having compassion, empathy, because these are the people you call when you don't have nobody else. And I'm not talking about in the movie. I'm just talking about your local leader. You know what I'm saying? These are the people that pray for you. These are the people that sow into you if you have that in your life. So to demonize and cast someone out for having a human moment, let's just start doing that with y'all then. How about that?
2: Yikes. Keep that same energy. baby, the coupon is expired.
0: It's expired. (laughs) So why are you yelling at (laughs) this at Target? I don't get it. It's okay. You didn't get the two dollars off. You're blessed it. enough Uh-oh. to have the two dollars. I just don't. Thing.
2: T- Target will probably still accommodate you. Yeah, you are arguing at Walmart, so you you shouldn't even be upset. You know what you <laughs> walking into. But they also the people
1: who do that who argue over a little bit of money like that mm-hmm. is because they have. You a- knew where you was at. <laughs> <laughs> they got they they got they got they 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 got uh what's the word uh they're okay. not good stewards of their money so they um, need that two dollars. Yeah. You you feel they need that two dollars. Those are probably the same people who dispute every single Uber <laughs> she ride, said even when the Uber ride was good. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, there's a lot of y'all yeah. who dispute Uber rides, knowing
4: good and, and well your Uber transactions. ride was good. Yep,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. y'all yep, yeah, y'all get oh. services and then you dispute the transaction. So, mm-hmm. like, what you're doing is simple, but y'all don't say that's simple. Y'all are the same people who say that you're qualified for a job, talking about you're an expert at X, Y, and Z, and you ain't never done X, Y, and Z. You're
4: <laughs>
1: The same people who uh claiming children who don't belong on them to them on their taxes. The same people who claim employees you that's not that okay? they didn't have for the PPP loans. Oop, oop, yep. Hello?
4: That's so, not okay?
1: Yeah, so it's just I feel like people quote choose to pick at the quote unquote sins that they want to
4: mm-hmm. low
3: hanging fruit, low, low hanging fruit. The easy fruit stuff. I call it. It's easy. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Because if you go too They're far up the tree, you are so. gonna see your own. Ooh.
0: Ooh yeah. It's about, you don't
3: see yourself. You're going to pick your own fruit.
2: <laughs> Listen.
1: So before we go, I do want to talk about the hmm. last thing. That scene. Yeah. because To me, that scene was very real and it's something that I would venture to say some women can resonate, not some a lot of women can mm-hmm. resonate with um, mm-hmm. so there's a scene where it came time for the pastor and his wife to become intimate
0: mm-hmm. they was having sex <laughs> yeah. the Bible on, would it, was, it was a time
3: they
1: came together to know each other
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, and Oh in God. the midst of it, he got. He was already like when I tell you this man was ready, and he flipped her over onto her stomach, and she said, "Oh, do we have to do it like this this time?" She said, "Can we do it the regular way this time?" She yes. said, can, "Can we do it the regular, regular way?" way? She said, "Yeah, yeah that's what she
0: right because like figure out fill in the blanks." Okay, yes,
1: figure the blanks, people. Um, so yeah. he said, "Okay, we can try but." he wasn't able to perform because, as you know now, that he don't like what she got. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's with her, though, because that's what is supposed Supposed to happen. Right? So he's supposed to be with her. So then he says, well, can you do the other thing, Elise? And like a good, quote-unquote, submissive wife, right, a godly, submissive wife, she honors his request. And this Negro goes to sleep. How did y'all feel when y'all saw this entire exchange?
3: Oh, who's first? It's the silence <laughs>
2: for me.
0: I just need to, the to figure that out direction did, and I'm going. <laughs> everyone
2: yeah. did the same thing. Everyone <gasps> opened their mouth and said, oh. Uh.
4: I, I,
3: mm. So, as a wife, as a wife, I saw so much. I saw mm. so much. I saw the flip. For me, was it the flip? Just was like he lucky he wasn't with me because the flip would have been a You would have caught a chin. I'm like, bro, this is the norm. You like that's abuse. That's that's borderline. But mm-hmm. anyway, I lead it Um mm-hmm. The flip mm. was it, the, and her her mm. question: Can we do it the regular way?
4: Mm-hmm. When I
3: like when I'm telling you like that, ooh, I, I just felt this woman's pain. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he couldn't perform, you said, Micah, that it wasn't what he liked. I saw mm-hmm. it because it's a level of vulnerability. I saw that you could mm-hmm. not face mm-hmm. me, you could not look her in her face, and be a ooh. loving spouse mm-hmm. because that's what she happens in those moments.
4: Ooh. Wow, you just opened the
3: up intimacy. They, that that's what I saw
4: hmm
1: he didn't want her um, to see him
3: yeah can you not look me in my face can you not love me yeah I, I don't want you to see me for who I am mm. that's what I saw I saw so Thank much you. in that moment so yeah so as a wife my heart broke my heart, like, mm-hmm. because of something that's such a place of power as a couple, it's such a sacred moment, it's such an intimate place. It was so vile and disgusting in a matter of seconds. So, yeah, yeah that's what I saw as a wife.
1: Yo, you just gave us like,
3: sorry, y'all.
2: You know that. I,
3: mean, Ooh, I
2: was really waiting on Jamie because she's the only one married here, and I said, right, it. right. And I know where she's from, so I already know. It could have been a pow, 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 six weeks. Listen, now from the
3: other part, that's why I said I would have swung on, bro. Yo, this is a joint effort. What are we doing here? Right. But as a wife, as a wife, bro. But real talk, y'all, that's the norm.
0: Yeah. Can I
3: tell you? I wish I could tell you about the DMs and phone calls. That I, that's the norm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, and see, and so it's, I...
3: it's disgusting. I, and mm-hmm. what's really disgusting is it's not a place. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gio.
0: No, no, finish. Ooh, finish, please.
3: I'm like, how come in church we're not talking about this kind of stuff? How
0: come this is not church
3: back. talk? Because they're too busy. My mm-hmm. God,
1: today, they're too busy teaching women how to become honking wise. for Jesus. Right. Oh, They're too busy trying to teach women how to become the one.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Too busy doing that. I, in my 36 years of life, I have never, ever, 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 ever heard a pastor preach about, to the extent that he's done with women, on how a man should be a husband. What he needs to do to get a wife. That's real. It's always...
0: You need to look this way. It's, you it's to always directed towards to. It is always yeah. directed to cook. the
1: mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's never men. It's mm-hmm. like
3: there's things sprinkled in there here and there, right? But,
0: but it, not really. But yeah. it's
3: not no, it's never directed. Like to be the never husband of one wife. <laughs> women, if you don't
1: right. Stop. Go, Gio. I almost Yeah. <laughs> too <much>. Go, Gio.
2: <laughs> no, I will say this. This was one of the more um Eye opening barbershop conversations that wasn't based in toxic masculinity. There was an older gentleman there, he was from the south. And there's, I went to this before I start going to the barbershop that I go to now, the Alexander Studios. What's up, y'all? Um, oh, they don't pay us. No, I'm joking, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not gonna say which barbershop this was, well, but this older gentleman they were having very, um, a very open discussion about. Their sex lives.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And this guy talks about the way that he was having intercourse with this young woman and he's and this older gentleman looks up and he said, Well, you don't respect her. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't, you don't have the decency to look her in the eye while you're that doing part. what you're doing.
4: Mm-hmm. You don't
2: have the decency to give her a, a you know a face to face experience. Mm-hmm. You turn her away from you and you just do what you gotta do to make yourself feel good. He said, you know who we did that to back in the day? He said the women that we stepped out on our wives with.
0: Ooh, <laughs> baby. He said like the women boy. that we,
2: we didn't see as worthy of it. Mm-hmm. He said, but if it was a woman that I wanted and I valued,
4: mm-hmm.
2: no, we, we're sharing this moment.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And so For me, him flipping her over, it to me, that rang back in my head. Oh, this man doesn't value this woman.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and
2: it's I an never end. thought about it like that. But it is a. It 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 reminds me of when you when you're ashamed of something or when you can't or you know you've done somebody wrong, you can't look them in the eye and have that conversation.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Well,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know plenty of people. I've offered up the opportunity to have a one on one with me, and they refuse to sit down with me. Why? Because it's easier for you to text me, ghost me, say mm-hmm. let's schedule whatever then look me mm-hmm. in the eye and have to admit to what you've done wrong. Your pride is in the way. And you don't yes. respect enough yes, to do yes, so. Yes.
0: Right.
2: And so t- instead of being able to have that honest conversation with his wife and saying it's good, but it ain't what I want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You, I mean, it's Regina Hall. Hello? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad
1: you said that, Gio. I'm glad. Oh, yes. <sighs> I'm glad you said that because I was watching the interview that she did this morning on the Breakfast Club and Charlie May said the same thing and he's like oh it's Regina Hall I was thinking the whole time it's Regina Hall what the heck uh, but it is not a matter a lot of the times it's not even a matter you could it look matter who it you, is. Could, you could be a 10 a 20 right Right. it doesn't matter who it is because it's a heart issue
3: mm-hmm. thank you you yeah. it could be the, the biggest part. baddie out
1: there but it won't matter right because there's no connection in
0: the heart. Right. Because are you going to F me like a prostitute or are you going to love me like I'm a wife?
3: Wait a minute. Hold, wait. First of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said.
0: Oof. And I think that's the no. separation. <laughs> but I'm just saying like. Kevin Hart would
3: have said,
1: oh, you're just not going to speed past that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow but it's true okay so if we think about that i think this is one of my biggest fears that scene is one of my biggest fears previously um especially dealing with men in the church but i i really feel like that's the <laughs> thing because we don't teach men how to come out of we we just think like marry it away right so whether it's homosexuality or it's whoredom being a cishet man they come into marriage and they're like, yeah, well, I'm gonna F you like I F these hoes. Like, that's their mentality. And I think we don't talk about it because nobody wants to be corrected or shifted. But that scene was very scary to me. And um, I was sitting here seeing if I was going to choose this kind of violence. Um, But I am today. So I think like my own personal experience because i believe transparency sets other people free like you know and someone tried to release this rumor but uh, i'll just tell the story today there was someone i was involved with and he was on a conversation with another man and he said yeah like when the guy was asking him about me and him he said well i don't even get hard when i look at her i don't i don't even do that right and it was his his way supposedly, of telling that person to get off of it spiritually, to back up, to not whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. I confronted it, because there was several other people that knew and came to me about it, I got ghosted for 15 days. And then, you know, I went to leaders and I was like, hey, this is really serious to me. Like, I am terrified to marry someone that will not be sexually satisfied by me or have an issue. And they were like, Oh, we just think that it's something so small. And he lied in the moment, but just like, forgive it and give it grace. And like, at the end of the day, I was like, no, there's no grace for that because you just came against my womanhood. And that's what I saw in that moment (laughs) of her swallowing Mm -hmm. it, of her stomaching it. We see Mm. this in the other scene where um, he's kind of like, aggressive towards her in the basketball scene where he's like oh you didn't know that the other day like that's what that those were the two most triggering moments for me because what we're taught as women and single women going into marriage and what i've seen from wives is let me stomach these moments where you get to be aggressive about your issues and I'm supposed to make it feel better. So when she goes down to give him head, I'm going to make it feel better. But then I just lay there and have to live with whatever I just had to do to make you feel better because it's my wifely duty. It's my wifely desire to please you, but I don't want to be, I'd rather sit here 36 and single than lay next to a man that doesn't care if I have any pleasure at the end of the day, that doesn't care if he's loving me properly. And I think that is the harsh reality is that not only is it mental, physical and sexual abuse. It is literally you take what you're given and you do as you're told. And last time I checked, I'm not a dog.
2: Mm. Listen, Cause y'all could at least did a sanctified sixty nine.
0: Hello. I'm sorry.
3: You know what, Gia? Um well, Everybody's smiling. <laughs> yes.
0: Everybody's right.
4: happy.
1: That was yeah. It was that was a lot. Um, I will. Mm, before we end, one thing that I
3: didn't like. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I love I've been this. married, y'all for 30 years. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> one one thing that I Very didn't free. like Very free. was <laughs> she took her, I loved when she took her power back, right? Yeah. And she had that exchange when she went in on the um whatever, I forget the woman's name. What was the woman's name who was recorded who would never see it? Anita. Sing? Anita. Yeah. Listen, she let Anita God. have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But okay. I like that because it was a moment of okay, I'm gonna go. I thought she was gonna be done, but then when she said something, and when she talked about why, because Nita asked her why she was staying
4: mm-hmm. and
1: she would base she basically she said something along the lines of she would rather die than stay. Mm-hmm. Which also shows when she was probably taught that. Not mm-hmm. from just the church, but from her mother, because in the conversation with her mother, yep.
4: yeah. her
1: mother told her when she's like, when will it, when does it end? She said, when I when did it end with dad? And she said, oh, when I buried him. Right. So that was something that she was taught. So like at some point, we can, we don't have enough time to do it now, but it's, I'm going to do really? another conversation at mm-hmm. some point about mothers and their children, mostly mothers and their daughters, because there's a lot of spiritual abuse that goes on there as well. Mm hmm. So we see this movie ending, and she, even though she's tired, even though she's sick of it, even though she's over it, she is still standing with her husband as he continues to erase her and say, "They're here for me. They're here for me. They're here to see me." You see mm-hmm. this guy? right, babe? Right, babe? Right, babe? So good. Like, in. A part of me was like, oh, she should have laughed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But if we're being honest, the way they ended it with all those loose ends Mm -hmm. was the most realistic way that they could have ended.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Mm -hmm. But it's what? crazy because that's in battered women, right? So that's that's actually a part of battered women syndrome, oh. that they stay or they go back at least mm-hmm. seven times before they get free. And so you have to understand that battered women is just not about being hit. But what we saw with her was um, the conflict of not wanting to be alone. And so I'd rather stay in this than be alone and try to figure it out because I gave up my whole life for you in this. So where do I even begin?
2: I have to restart, I have to rebuild, mm-hmm. I have to totally refine my identity. <clears throat> and it's easier to stay. What's, what's the phrase? Sometimes the devil no said it. I'd rather drive. stay,
3: I'd rather stay, I'd rather die than than go. Mm-hmm. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: And it's it's sad <laughs> because that just means that you literally gave up everything. If that means that you had nothing left. There's nothing that I own. There's nothing within my own identity. There's no foundation for me outside of this. I didn't build anything. My mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. No one helped me invest in myself and my dreams and my goals and my gifts. Where if this was to end tomorrow, if, 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 Pastor Kurt, if Pastor Lee was to die, mm-hmm. what does she have?
0: Right. Protestants. That, be that woman is going
2: to be lost. And guess what? If if I, if I was her advisor, I would have said, sell it. You ain't got nothing to do. You can't preach. She ain't let you get up in that one Sunday. You mm-hmm. don't have an education. You don't have a business. Sell the suits.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Sell the shoes. Listen, Bishop, Bishop oh. had a night
1: uh, in order for uh, Lady May to preach the good word on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm.
2: Listen, she changes everything. <laughs> she
1: changes everything. She like, better cream to, leaf it. But a lot of that was real as well. A lot mm-hmm. of these things are real.
2: Oh, Lord, so she was charity.
1: I, oh, cha- charity.
2: <laughs> well, no, she was, charity was unbearable. Charity. We all yes. sympathize with
1: this. What's that word? <laughs> Insufferable.
2: Insufferable.
1: So here's what we're doing. Any last words to <laughs> our listeners, right? And specifically listeners who might have, they may be a first lady. They may have been abused spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Physically, sexually. Um, Because that's another thing the church does. When somebody leaves the
0: church. Yeah. Disfellowshipping.
1: They disfellowship them. They send out edicts that, oh, don't talk to this person. Don't. We got to stop that. So what would you what would you say to the person who's listening, who is walking around with church hurt? Because the church will try to tell you that it's not real, but church hurt is real. So starting with Gio, and we're going around, what do you say to the listener who's dealing with church hurt in whatever capacity you want to touch on it?
2: Um, I, I won't necessarily say the person that's dealing with church hurt. I more so want to talk to the people who are so loyal to the culture, who mm, okay. understand that this movie was somebody's truth. My God, and what you're seeing as blasphemous and as degrading to the church and the culture that you grew up in is is a pain that somebody has yet to heal from. And what you should have seen this was as a look on the inside of how you can help somebody that is either gone through this situation and still needs help, or someone that may currently be in it, and how to pull them out safely. Because <clears throat> what you literally saw was the exposure of someone, and I'm not saying that everything needs to be put on, you know, on display, but what this should have done was made you take a step back and say, dang, maybe they were telling the truth or did I miss the signs when this was happening? Oh my God, this looks very familiar to this. And instead of getting angry at the way that it was done, pay attention to what was said,
4: Mm.
2: what's being done, And go look at it on your own home front. Because if you don't, and you try and ignore it for your own comfort, you're just as accountable. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: You ignoring it for your own comfort, or because you want to be offended because it it looked it hit a little too close to home. Hit dogs don't holler. Y'all been hollering all over your Facebook statuses. Ooh. Delete the status and go help these people, please. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Please go help them. The men, the mm-hmm. women, the old, the young, all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you can't be a resource, help them find one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's Very much see something, say yeah. something. Yes. But stop trying to be offended to Finian.
0: Mm-hmm. Say that again.
2: Stop being offended to Finian. Phew, God, today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're doing soul work today. I see what I see. <laughs>
4: Absolutely.
2: I love you with the love of Christ. Oh, gosh.
3: <laughs> uh, mine would be stop going to church and be the church. Um, it's time out for uh, church as usual. Uh, it's, it's past the place. Uh, we're past pretense. We're past the place of um, covering things up. They're, we're losing a generation uh, because of what people will not say Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. My heart hurts for the victims, the victims to, who, who have, have, have hid their, their situations and become something else. Um, my prayer is that every hidden victim finds the strength to speak. Uh, my prayer is every victim or, vi- or every victimizer finds mm-hmm. the grace to come forward and come out and to be restored. Mm-hmm. Um and to every pastor, may you find your first love. May you discover why you said yes. Mm-hmm. May you <laughs> may you
0: mm-hmm. return
3: to your first love.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: May you lead with love. Mm.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm on it end with lizzie i'm just flowing right now i'm gonna end with lizzie this is how i'm navigating so mine would be this i want to speak to the person who feels disqualified Mm -hmm. right because all your life they've told you you don't matter that you're going to hell that you don't deserve to be loved that you don't deserve to be valued all of these things right I want you to know, despite what that man, because at the end of the day, that's a man in the pulpit or a woman in the pulpit. Despite what they said in the pulpit, you are not disqualified for God's love. You're not disqualified to have a relationship with God. So, yes, they may not accept you. People may not accept you. They might not understand you. They might think that you don't quote unquote fit in for whatever reason. Whatever the reason is that they told you that you don't matter. But I want you to know that you are qualified to be loved. So I think one thing that you have to focus on is less about rules and more about relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is taking me many, 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 many years to get to, to be honest. I don't know what just happened, but they're playing <laughs> with us right now, they're oh. playing with us right now.
4: Yeah, um,
1: try to mute real quick, Jamie.
3: Mm-hmm. Describe to you real quick.
1: No, no, I said, Could you try to mute real quick? Mute, mute,
0: mute, like silence it, yeah.
1: Cause they playing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's on that end. That's something going on. Um, I I, I just want y'all to know who are listening. If you feel disqualified, um, really focus on relationship, right? It's not so much about rules. I think that we, and the Christian church has done this. It's a list of rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. And they never tell you what you can do.
4: Mm-hmm. They never
1: give you access to a relationship. They mm-hmm. give you access to a rule book. Mm-hmm. And then people live in a way that they are only living so they don't break the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason the only reason why they don't want to break the rules is because they don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So I want y'all to focus on just have a relationship with God.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm not telling
1: you to don't go to church, but what I am telling you if you're, if you go to a church and they don't preach love, and it's venomous and it's hateful, then you shouldn't go to that church. And mm-hmm. if anybody has a problem with that, they they can hit me up. It's Michael B on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. Um, and I don't care. I got time today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you go to the church that they're not showing love, then that's not a place for you. So I'm not Mm -hmm. saying don't go to church, but if you go to one of those churches, leave. But seriously, focus on the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a season, uh, even in my life, where I'm just focusing on the relationship. And then everything else, you're going to be able to figure it out, right? Once you focus on that relationship, just you and God. Not you and your pastor. Not you and your spiritual father. Not you and your spiritual mother. Not you and... Your favorite preacher, teacher, leader, whatever, whatever—just you and God, period. That's what you focus on, and then every everything else is going to work out. But I guarantee you, you'll be in a place that you feel more joy. You'll wake up instead of feeling shame every day that you wake up. You feel joy, mm-hmm. Lizzie.
0: <laughs> it's time to forgive yourself. Mm. It's time to lay down the guilt. It's time to lay down the shame. You didn't do anything to cause the harm to you. So you don't have to carry those burdens anymore. You don't have to feel like you deserved being exiled or disfellowshipped. Your pain is real. But what's even more real is that you're still the person that God created That he made plans for. Before you were in your mother's womb. Mm. What's even more real. Is that there are people waiting to love you. Genuinely. What's even more real. Is that you can be a testimony. Of how Jesus really transformed your life. Not the man who touched you. It's okay. To lay it down. And to get up. Not saying that. It was right. But saying that. I experienced it, and not only did I survive it, but I'm thriving. Mm. There is more to life than that organization. There is more to life than those people. So do whatever you need to do to resolve it. Today, whenever you're listening to this, write it out. Talk it out. Maybe even record yourself on a video that you may not release so that you can get the venom out of your system because you are worthy And there's more, and I know it doesn't seem like it right now, and it's so dark. But know that you didn't listen to this by happenstance, and that we see you, and we hear you, and we want to. We want to know your story. There's someone that cares that you're alive. So if you don't know anybody that has told you that in a really long time, hear it from me today. We want you to live and to have life more abundantly. There is more than what is right now. That's what I'd say to anyone that's been touched, abused, or hurt in the church. It's real, but now it's time to recover.
1: Well, that was good. All right. I think I've done my job here. We've, we've We've completed the assignment. So real quick, Gio, jamie
2: lizzie where can the people find you to stay
4: connected with you um christian mingle <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> just Kidding, just kidding i actually deleted that account during the pandemic um but just, let me stop <clears throat> no uh instagram is at geo johnson TikTok is at geo johnson no at geo underscore johnson is TikTok. tock and uh, Twitter just don't follow me there unless you're well prepared. But uh, that's Geo Johnson underscore. Yeah,
1: I have a question about your socials. What jerk owns Geo Johnson on Twitter and TikTok? <laughs> TikTok? yeah. You said what? What jerk owns Geo Johnson on
2: Twitter and TikTok? People that don't even use it. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> like the Geo Johnson on Twitter. Like I sent him a message and was like, "Yo, can I have my name?" Because he doesn't even tweet, and he looked at the message and ignored say- it. Cause you know you can see who read the message. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, TikTok. It's like some little kid in like Italy or something. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, give me my name. All I want is my name. I'm like I'm Tina Turner. <laughs> Jamie,
1: where can the people find you?
3: Find yeah. Lizzie J at Lizzie on all the social media as Lizzie J. I believe the only one is Lizzie J Cafe. No, they're all Lizzie J. Twitter, okay. Facebook, as well as Instagram. L-I-Z-Z-Y, capital J.
1: You're on TikTok technically now, right? Esk,
0: TikTok, I saw that.
1: We're tap dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I said yes. We're getting
0: there.
1: So yeah, make sure you follow her. (laughs) Lizzy.
0: You can follow me at Lizzy, L-I-Z-Z-Y, no Maguire P as in Paul, L-A-W-T-O-N on all platforms, including YouTube. I have a really big history there, so check it out.
1: There's that. Um, Like I said earlier, when I wanted to smoke, you can find me on It's Micah B on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, And then you can find Convos FTC on Instagram and Convos for the Culture on YouTube. We will definitely be uploading some of these clips to YouTube. So, There's that. Make sure that you share this episode, all right? Make sure that you share this episode, leave a rating and review, and then just join the conversation. I really want to know people's thoughts on this. Um, I would love for you all to send me messages. Uh, You can just shoot me a DM over on It's Michael B, and I'll definitely, um, if you want to join the conversation, I'll definitely read some of your stuff next week when I do a little recap. Uh, I'm going to be starting to do recaps of the week prior to. Uh, Just for those of you who are the faithful listeners, um, next week, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be touching a little bit on the airy spirits of Tiffany Haddish saga, as well mm-hmm. as Kanye West is fight against Adidas and Gap, as well as there's one more that I forget what it's going to be, but next week's going to be a, a good week, too. We're going to be hitting a lot of different things that need to be talked about. So make sure that you check that out. Um, and that's all I got for y'all. I appreciate y'all listening. Please, please, please join the conversation and we will see you next week.